The Mixed Mornings and More podcast with Steph and Sean. Now available daily. Good morning, world. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It's March 28th. And would you look at that? 5.30 on the dot. Another race for us, but another cold morning. Maybe we can buy more clothes. <laughs> yes, I think we need to. Oh, my goodness. End of March. I'm ready to take my spring stuff out. And instead, I'm just still wearing layer upon layer. I was so determined to wear shorts today. You did declare it short season yesterday, which I yeah. thought was a bit premature. Yeah, maybe this afternoon. No, yesterday... Before bed, I was looking at the highs and lows for today, and it was around like high of zero and like a low of minus six. And I was like, oh, that's so doable. But my, what I failed to do was look at the hour by hour forecast. Ah, uh, yes. Because the highs and lows doesn't really take into account like three, four in the morning. Well, most people are in bed at three, four in the morning. This is, this is the weather network, okay? <laughs> you would think that would somehow be accumulated into their highs and lows, but it wasn't. And then when I woke up, I was like, all right, let's go for my shorts. I was like, oh, let's just see how cold it is outside. And then in uh, minus 25, minus 32 with the wind chill. That was a no shorts day. Yeah, maybe this afternoon. I would argue most sane people would say a zero to minus six is a no shorts day as well, Sean. Um, I just want to wear shorts. <laughs> and yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> it was colder. I just want to have to moisturize my legs and put a blanket on them because they're going to be so <laughs> cold and cracked. <laughs> yesterday, when I went to the gym in the afternoon, it was actually nice out and it was colder. And so I think today will be even more nice. And I might even muster just wearing shorts in the afternoon. So it could still be a short stay just in the afternoon. All right. Check our socials to see a picture of Sean's white legs. <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch minding my own business last night when my husband says to me, get up very slowly. Oh. Uh, uh. And I just stared at him and I was slowly but quickly trying to get up. And I was like, where is it? <laughs> you instantly know what he's talking about? Oh, what, yeah. What was it? It was a spider. Uh. And it was hanging out. Um, on you? Thankfully, no. It was on the ceiling above my head. Just doing a little Spider-Man, <laughs> like real-life Spider-Man, just slowly webbing down to you. <laughs> Thankfully, he was still he was still suctioned to the ceiling. Okay. I was I was safe so long as I got up really slowly and got out of his way. I think, um, <laughs> and then my husband slowly got on top of the couch and you know used a paper okay. towel and said, "Sorry, Mr. Spider, but you won't survive outside, so <laughs> gonna have to end your life here." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just don't understand. This is the second spider now I've found in my house uh-huh. and I'm getting a bit nervous you know like I'm like it's too early for them to be outside <laughs> have they been living in my house all this time did a spider <laughs> nest hatch and am I just in for it was it was probably yeah it was probably that plus 10 day that we had that one day that they they came out and then they were living life. They're like, cool, cool. It's springtime, just going up from here. And then we got hit with like snow and minus 30 again, and they had to go somewhere. <laughs> and your place was the place. <laughs> you're so inviting. That's what happens when you're so friendly and inviting. Oh my gosh. Well, I, they're, the, here's their eviction notice. Get up very slowly and get killed if you don't get out of my house. <laughs> anyway.
Well, about a month or two later, I have finally finished Perfect Match on Netflix. So there's going to be some spoiler alerts here. <laughs> Thanks for finally joining all of us who binge watched it the first week it came out. Yeah. So if you if you hear a spoiler from this, that's your own fault. OK, <laughs> because it's been out for a while and now we can finally talk about it. Steph. Thank goodness. If you could just get caught up on Love is Blind, I would feel a lot better right. about our morning conversations, Sean. Yes. With with this minus 20, 30 temperatures that we're, we're seeing, I'm probably begin into the love is blind pretty soon here uh did you did you also follow up on perfect match they did like a where are they now video uh no i didn't okay are they not together anymore well yeah a lot of them aren't together no real relationships were formed from that crazy reality right? trash show and so uh i've kind of found three different reasons on why they all broke up here first off is carousel and joey and why they kind of ended okay I feel like I knew it was over when we were talking about being a power couple. Joey said we were like the next Batman and Robin. And I was like... And so she didn't want to be a sidekick. Uh, she was like, who's Batman and who's Robin? And he was like, I'm Batman. And so she didn't like that. And then she goes into other reasons and this, that, and the other. But yeah, that's kind of the gist. Is like You couldn't tell they're a little volatile. Yeah, they were a little bit of a train wreck from the get-go. It was definitely a convenience relationship for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dom and Georgia... They seem to be pretty great. Obviously, they live in... Dom's Canadian, by the way. That's news to me. Toronto. 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 Okay. Uh, Georgia's Australian, and so obviously long distance factors into things. But here's a little insight into their breakup. After the show, we ended. Before we even got the chance to redeem our pride, we were still talking. We were together, and she had to go do a certain podcast. The podcast came out. And the title of the podcast was Georgia and Harry Jowsey Fall in Love. Yeah, I'll say I was blindsided. And so he found out from a podcast. That's so mean. Oh, my gosh. Georgia seems like the nicest girl on that show. And she just was like, oh, forgot to break up with my boyfriend. Was she pulling a Rory Gilmore there? My goodness. Yeah, just wild. Did not see that one. Well, I did see them breaking up. But as sweet as they were on the show, I saw them breaking up for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that any of us thought there was a perfect match actually forever and ever. <laughs> I hate that term so much. I hate the term perfect match. But uh, moving on, finally. It's uh, it's Shane, it's Chloe. A little insight on why they didn't work out. It was definitely my fault that the relationship didn't work. I take full responsibility. Yeah, so he takes full responsibility right there. He says it's all his fault. And one of the main reasons was we were just doing a little homework, a little like investigative work. Love is Blind was coming out to the public, to us, when he started filming Perfect Match. Which is so crazy to know that in the back end, they have no idea how the public's going to react to yeah. Love is Blind or anything. And then they're just like, all right, I'm in Panama filming another <laughs> show because obviously I know that I didn't work out with my Love is Blind person. So then he's there having to meet all these people for the first time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on Love is Blind season two, but it's just coming out now. No wonder, because I think that man had the most red flags out of anybody on Love is Blind. And I was like, Chloe, what are you doing? How do you not know that? This is not a good match for you. So that makes <laughs> so much sense to me now that she just hadn't seen his red flags in action. Yeah, yet. like his behavior on the show of being like so up and down and volatile. Like, look at all the things he went through and he probably hasn't gone through all of his therapy yet and all that stuff. So <laughs> so there's a little insight. It's a five-minute video, a YouTube video online if you want to check out the whole where are they at now. <laughs> saw a headline the other day and I'm wondering if it's you in disguise. Mm. So the picture is of a man holding up a $100,000 check. 
He has a beard. He has brown eyes. He <laughs> doesn't have glasses, though. But uh, it could be you because the headline is Ontario man won 100K, but he mostly just wants to spend it on his dog. Oh, that's 100% me. Uh, that's always what I think about. If I were to ever win the lottery, now usually it's more than 100,000 that I'm picturing when I win the lottery. <laughs> Uh, but it's uh, like my first <laughs> thought is like, can dream. yeah, my, my first thought is like, okay, new place to live. I have this lump sum of money. Uh, the type of place that I picture is some, somewhere that's good for dogs. Oh my gosh. And then I move on to other things. <laughs> well, this guy says that he might give some to his friends and family, but mostly he just wants to spend it on his dog <laughs> and spoil the dog more than he already does. Good man. And I'm like, how do you spend a hundred thousand dollars on a dog? Like, can you get like a diamond encrusted dog house? Am <laughs> I dreaming too big here? Is that more than $100,000? You know, like thinking about the celebrities and stuff. How much is the little bag that they carry their chihuahuas around in? Yeah, yeah. I think, well, I think the first thing is like make sure the yard. So his living space, maybe he doesn't have the greatest living space. So then you maybe like upgrade your rent a little bit. You move to a different place. Uh, who knows on that aspect of things? But then uh, you got to think about like maybe upgrading their food, maybe going to a special doctor and get, finding out doing some test work and oh. finding out what what food they like, top quality dog bed, maybe some blankets or sheets that are really high quality, <laughs> uh, get an assortment of treats. Um, there's a list. Yeah. I love that you're over there with your, your list of things to like upgrade their life every day. And I'm just like, what kind of purse can we get for this dog? Yeah, yeah. Can we put a what backpack accessories? on them? A collar maybe? <laughs> Definitely a backpack where you can like kind of strap them in, depending on how big your dog is and and then you can go for like bike rides and they can just hang out on your back and That's stuff interesting. get some goggles because I was thinking of a backpack for the dog so it could carry its own poop so when we go for walks I don't have to be the poop also carrier. that that's also a nice accessory <laughs> We were just talking about this Ontario man who was spending his lottery winnings on his dog. Uh, what did this remind you of, Dean? Uh, I think his name's Gunther in Germany. And it was the only heir to, uh, to a countess or something. So his dog's worth like millions. What? <laughs> yeah, Gunther, the German Shepherd with $400 million net worth. <laughs> oh, my How much? $400 plus million dollars net worth for this dog. <laughs> That's awesome. It's got me thinking now, too. Instead of leaving my bratty-ass kids my fortune, maybe I should just uh, leave it to my dog. Do it! Don't right? do it. Oh, do my it. God. I'm the devil on the shoulder. Then, do it. Then they would, they would actually have to clean up its crap or take it for a walk. They'd have to actually pay attention to it. That turd's worth $10,000 right there. You better pick it up. Exactly right. We've got Nick on the line just back from Vegas after two back-to-back -back nights seeing Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. This is the Swifty giving you the report. <laughs> woo -woo! Good morning. What? Hello. Oh, my gosh. I'm surprised you have a voice right now. <clears throat> oh, I'm... Yeah, I... I had a, I had a very, I had the longest sleep. I had like over four hours of sleep last night, so I'm feeling fantastic today. I am glad to hear it. Drank some chamomile tea, mm. soothed that throat a little bit. How were two nights of Taylor Swift? Oh my gosh, it was fantastic. The fact that she opened with "Cruel Summer" and you got to yell, "He looks so grinning like a devil" with sixty-five thousand other people was like no other. And was I am uh, healed. I am great. It is fantastic. <laughs> and how, was it just straight action for the whole show? Did she take a break, intermission at all? What happened? 
No, it was whole. So, like, she would sing, like, maybe three or four songs from each era. But then, like, in between, she would maybe take, like, not even, like, two minutes in between each era. Wow. And it was just straight action. And then, like, when she was, like, underneath the stage getting changed, her dancers would be out, like, at the very beginning. They came out all these, like, big purple fans and were, like, waving them around everywhere. And, like, just little stuff like that. It was really cool. So tell us a little bit about Apart From Cruel Summer, which we know was the song you were hoping for. (laughs) What was your favorite moment of the concert? Oh, I want to say when she started doing Lavender Haze and when she had that, like, cool, like, little drum beat in it and just, you just felt it with your whole body and it just felt so incredible. (laughs) And what about Secret Song? So you went two shows in a row. What did you get to see? So for the first night, she had, um, she sang our song. So that was the one of her openers. Her name was Bia. And Bia's favorite song was our song. And so since that this was Bia's first ever show, Taylor performed that. And then her second song was Snow on the Beach. So it's funny. So Snow on the Beach, she collaborated with Lana Del Rey. And at the very beginning, she told us, she was like, I don't want it. you guys to get your hopes up and think of bringing in a secret guest. But she talked a little bit about Lana and uh. actually promoted Lana's new album. I think it's called... Did you know there's an ocean or a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Okay. But then the second night, she didn't open up with that little speech about, oh, I don't have a special guest here. And she brought out Marcus Mumford, and they sang Cowboy Like Me. And then she was really cute. And she was like, I was trying to think about what would pair cute with cowboys. Cowboys ride horses, so I'm going to sing you guys White Horse. Oh, fun. Wow. That's so, so cool. cool. I like the throwbacks. <laughs> It was fantastic. I still have my stadium bracelet on. Like, I have, like, I don't think I'm going to take that off for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Now, she has, like, months and months left of her tour. Was it good enough that you're like, hmm, what other date can I get some surprise tickets for? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah, I've heard nothing but amazing things about this. So, yeah, I'm jealous. It's so, so incredible. And just how appreciative she is, like, when everyone was cheering for her, like I remember we went to one artist and when we started cheering for him, he was like insulted. We didn't let him finish talking. But then there's Taylor who's up there and she's like taking out your earpieces and like just it, just taking it all in and just so appreciative. And oh, she's just. <laughs> and now you're back to reality. <laughs> oh, like wearing winter boots again. Like I kind of cried this morning. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I absolutely love following along your just your Instagram and your stories and your whole adventure. It was amazing, and I'm so happy you had the time of your life there. This was so great, love. I had a great time interacting with you guys and like going through like tour ideas, and this was a lot of fun. Ah, uh, thanks so much, Nick. We'll definitely keep us posted if you do get some more secret tickets to something. <laughs> uh, we want to hear about it. <laughs> Yes, definitely, definitely. We have found a new way for you to decide what you want to order from Starbucks this morning. I'm very curious about mine. I think I'm going to follow through with it. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Starbucks is paired up with Sanctuary, and in honor of the astrological new year, um, they're telling you, based on your star sign and your coffee drinking habits, what the best drink is for you, as well as some other like daily affirmations and things like that. What uh, What's your star sign, Sean? I'm a Pisces. I'm like right at the start of it. And so uh, the drink that they gave me was a dragon drink. I've seen them, never heard of it. Dragon drink. Is that because a Pisces is like an underwater thing and maybe dragons <laughs> can be underwater? It doesn't give a reason. Did yours give a reason for the drink? Um, no, it didn't. Yeah, it doesn't give a reason why they gave you the drink, uh, but 
but it's it's the colorful one. It's the pink one. Um, and I believe it's a cold drink. It looks like there's ice cubes in it, and it looks tasty. I'm scared to find out how much it is, but <laughs> can I ask though? Like, is it is it dragon? Dragon fruit, I think. Dragon fruit. Okay. Yeah. Have you had a dragon fruit? I feel like I'm it's pretty sure I've pretty... stumbled across one here or there. They must add some flavor to it because a dragon fruit to me is pretty tasteless. It's kind of like <laughs> you're biting something that has the texture of a kiwi, but you're like, where's the flavor? Yeah, yeah. What about yours? What did you get over there? I got a caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino. That sounds great. I know. Sounds I know. Warm, They're too. very smart. Like I'm like, mm, I might have to uh, give this a try. I also got some daily affirmations, which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, they said friendly, intuitive, sincere. Yeah, I would say so. What'd you get? I got intentional, artistic, and compassionate. I think huh? that's that's pretty. I'm I'm very intentional. Yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> good, good, good. And then my flower, ranunculus. What is that? What? I'm know. not a flower. I'm not a botanist. <laughs> <laughs> good word. I think we learned that a couple of weeks back. That's right. I did. Always expanded my vocabulary. I got a water lily. I don't know if I've ever seen one of those in my life. What I'm more impressed about is the color that they give you. Color as well. <laughs> My color is celestial sky, and it's like this bluish purple looking color, which I dig totally. Yeah, that is a good. Color. I'm wearing a purple shirt I like today. That word, celestial. Yeah. Uh, mine is tranquil teal. Okay. Sounds kind of nice. You like it? Uh, tranquil teal kind of sounds like Lake Louise color. You, okay you like that. it? Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. It's in uh, if you if you're on the Instagram, it's in their it's in their bio. Click the link in their bio. You can go find all this fun stuff and and spend some money on a drink that you might hate. <laughs> Love. I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious if other complexes, apartments, condos, um, kind of guest parking, side parking, uh, close parking is as competitive as the one that I live in, Steph. Ooh, do you feel like you're in a race to get a parking spot every day? And if you do get one, you don't want to leave. That type of thing, because <laughs> it's going to just get swapped up real quick. Are you like, I'll, I'll just stay home. I know I had plans tonight, but if I have to lose my parking spot, it's not going to be worth it. There's been instances. I, I think some new people moved into my complex recently in the past month because usually I, I had like set times where I could be like, all right, if I go around this time, I'll definitely like still be able to come back and get it. But now it's like any hour of the day, it's not safe. Uh oh. Like any hour of the day, not safe to leave your spot. Now you're lucky because you can walk to work. But the the other thing is, I mean, you live on the road that you would park on apart from your visitor parking is a tertiary road, right? So there's not that often that it gets plowed. Yeah, uh, it does. It does a pretty good job of getting plowed. Uh, no complaints on my side over here. But I just mean that you don't have to move your car that often for it, though, right? Like they just they don't have. Well, I, I will because I've been towed before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if I do park on the street, okay. I have I have fell victim of not moving it. Um, uh, but it's inside the complex where there's like. It's like eight spots available, and it's just a, it's an all-out game now. It's like I kind of have to keep my eye open. Like yesterday, leg day at the gym, I'm reminding you. <laughs> go. I went to like mid-afternoon, one, two o'clock type of thing, middle of the day. Usually, they're like all gone, and you can just have your pick. Not recently, though. And so I do a little swirl through the complex. All eight of them filled up. I have to go park on the street. And I'm sore, my butt sore, my thighs are sore, quads, <laughs> calves, feet, everything sore. So I'm just doing the penguin waddle back, like, 
So anyways, I had a great nap, and now I'm just like keeping my eyes open. Trying to see if one of those spots opens up, and you're just going to run over to your car to put it in there. I wonder if you could make a friend with somebody who kind of has the opposite shift as you. <laughs> so you'd be like, hey, if you park here um, overnight, I'll park here during the day kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I need to work something with out with someone in the, in the complex That's what here. you need to be looking Buddy for. system. Yeah, put your binoculars on and, and, and be watching those kind of cars. Or... Or I go buy a pylon. Sean. And not just acceptable. put it in the parking spot like there's going to be some construction there when I leave. A I T A, yes. <laughs> we got our go to guy for things in the sky and actual news reporter John Tupper on the phone because I saw something about maybe being able to see quite a few planets tonight. Hi, John. Hi, Steph. Hi, Sean. Uh, yeah, good morning. Tonight we have. Uh a bit of a planetary alignment. There's uh, five planets up in the night sky in the early evening. Um, unfortunately, in Fort McMurray, we have, uh, we're past the spring equinox, so we're getting into those long evening lights and the long twilight. So it's going to be a difficult uh, challenge, a bit of a challenge to see a few of them. Um, but we have in the night sky around 8 o'clock tonight, we have Uranus, Jupiter, Venus, Mars, and Mercury all up at around uh, quarter after 8 Wow. Now, the problem is that uh, some of them are quite dim. Uranus is the second farthest out planet in our solar system. You're not going to see that one without a telescope, and it's going to be too much um, kind of twilight to really even pick it out. So we can kind of throw that one out the window. <laughs> Mercury is a, a little wee little planet. It's about the size of our moon, and it's closest to the sun. And so it is going to be really tough to see without a telescope, but it is, it is visible um, if, you had a pair of, uh, if you had a good telescope. But Jupiter, Venus, and Mars are going to be uh, quite bright uh, and quite notable. All right. So we'll put our uh, our seeing eye goggles on for those ones, for the naked eye, right? Right. So what you want to do to see these guys is you want to point your nose to the south. We've got a crescent moon tonight and a crescent moon shaped sort of like a bow. And if you imagine that bow was firing an arrow in the direction that it points. The first uh, star that star-like object it's going to hit is going to be Mars, and the second starlight object it's going to hit would be Venus. I like oh, that. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's a great analogy right there. Well, sounds awesome, John. I'm excited for you to see it. I'm also excited for all of us to see it. So you said 8.15, go out, point your nose to the south, and see what you can see. That's right. And for the weather tonight, uh, that's also going to be a, a little bit of a factor. We're going to have clear-ish skies uh, until about 9 o'clock. So you really do want to get out around 8, 8.30 to, uh, to take this in. Perfect. Our go-to guy for things in the sky, John Tupper. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us so we can see the cool stuff, too. Thanks for having me. Take care. Trivia Tuesday. For today's Trivia Tuesday, I'm putting you through a little bit of a spell test, a spelling bee. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, The former Green SBCA, they recently raised almost $46,000 for their Locked in a Kennel campaign. Absolutely fantastic. Good job to the community. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to test you on some how to spell some common uh, dog breeds. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. We'll, We'll start with an easy one. Terrier. How do you spell terrier? T-E-R-R-I-E-R. Great work. Great thank work. Thank you. Thank you. We'll move on to Shih Tzu. S-H-I-T-A-Z-U? S-H-I-H? 
Oh, and then space. <laughs> and then a space and then TZU. Oh, yeah. No, that was not <laughs> happening for me. <laughs> Let, let's go for Rottweiler. Come on, Sean. What do you mean? This is, this it's Rottweiler. Is These are not even real English words. They <laughs> are derived from somewhere else. Uh, R-O-T dash <laughs> W-E-I-L-I-E-R. <laughs> R-O-T-T-W-E-I-L-E-R. Close. Oh, that was close. I close. mean, that dash really threw me off there. <laughs> yeah. And let, let's just go for the last one. Dash hound. Come on. What do you mean? <laughs> D-A-U-C-H dot hund H-O-U-N-D. Multiple times. D-A-C-H. S-H-U-N-D, Dashund. Yeah, that was not happening for me. <laughs> We're spelling bees for the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, what is a small guitar with only four strings called? Is that a ukulele? Oh, why did I make it so easy? I'm going to make you spell cat breeds next time. See how you do, D-S-H. Want more of today's show? Download the Mixed Mornings and More podcast. Now available every weekday.